repentance. Amen. And something that I think that we all need to hear. But uh, I want to talk to you on the thought tonight of, of, of uh, I heard you the first time. From Daniel chapter 10, verse number 12, if you have your Bible. Daniel chapter 10, verse number 12. I forgot to give them my scriptures tonight. But it says this. Of course, we know Daniel had been fasting and praying for three weeks about a situation. And an angel appears and finally comes to give Daniel the answer. And so this is what the angel was saying to Daniel here in verse number 12. After three weeks of prayer and fasting, he says, Then he, the angel, said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God... Your words were heard. And I have come, I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, which this prince of the kingdom of Persia was a demonic entity. It was a, or a fallen angel. It was a principality, a prince in the power of the air. So it was a satanic force. And the angel said, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Verse 14, now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God tonight, and we thank you for um, what you have for us. Well, you, I ask you tonight that you would just help us to open up this Word to break the bread of life to your saints tonight and to feed them with the good Word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray, and everybody said amen. And amen. Have you ever tried to talk to somebody and felt like there was a communication breakdown? Anybody ever been like that? Amen. Where it seemed like that they were not hearing what you were saying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, you, you know they, they just kind of ignore you. Or they're not hearing what you're saying. So then you repeat yourself and repeat what you said. Only the next time you say it just a little bit louder. But it, 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 um, it makes you feel like that they're ignoring you. Amen. Or maybe it was a noisy place that you were in and you uh, say the same thing again, only you repeat it a little bit louder to them because it, they, you got no response the first time. And then they look at you and say, well, hey, I heard you the first time. Well, you know, your reply is, well, why didn't you answer me the first time if you heard me the first time? But the delay, being there being a delay in a response could be because of, you know, many different situations. Could be because of a distraction, possibly that the individual didn't hear what you said. Maybe they were thinking about how they were going to answer you. But whatever the reason is, that time of waiting for a response can be disturbing and even irritating. And you do you know why that is? 
The reason is because we are an impatient society. Can I get an amen there? It seems like, you know, that we have become so impatient uh, more and more so in this day and hour. I mean, we'll put something in the microwave, and aren't you glad for microwaves? I remember the day, I was just thinking the other day, the very first microwave that Vicky and I bought. And that thing probably cost $1,000, and it was huge. But anyway, you know, we, we live in this microwave age. We'll put something in the microwave, and we'll stand there counting down with it, tapping our foot, because it seems like it's taking too long. Wish the microwave would hurry up just a little bit. We'll go through a drive through Now, when I go through a drive through which isn't very often. But when I do go through a drive-thru, I'm there for one reason. I'm in a hurry. Amen? If I, if I wasn't in a hurry, I wouldn't go through the drive-thru. I'd go in somewhere and I'd sit down and let them wait on me. But I'm, I'm in a drive-thru lane and window because I'm in a hurry. Number one, you can't understand what they're saying when they talk to you through that speaker. But if there's one pet peeve that I have, it's when you go through that drive-thru, you place your order, you finally get up to the window after setting in line, and they say, to you, pull up there and we'll bring it out to you. I didn't get in the drive through lane to pull up and park and wait. I got in the drive through lane because I'm in a hurry. But if we don't get it, you know, through that drive through in five minutes, you know, we're, we're upset. We're upset. And uh, it's because we are an impatient society. And you know, imp impatience can cause us a lot of problems. There's a lot of been a lot of bad decisions that have been made because of impatience, because we just didn't have the ability to wait, to take our time and to think things through and to wait. I've made hasty decisions in my life. I'm sure many of you have done the same thing, made hasty decisions, and then afterwards thought, you know, why didn't I wait before I did that? That could have waited just a little long, longer. You know, I should have thought that through a little more how many's ever made you don't have to raise your hand but how many's ever made a big purchase of something or bought something out of impatience and then later regretted it amen i say yeah i have amen i, I saw it uh, you know a, a 1972 uh, oldsmobile tornado i had to have one time but i found out a little later i wish that i would have waited and not been so impatient before I made that choice. A lot of people, there's a lot of people that have, have gotten married out of impatience and later lived to regret that they didn't wait a little longer. But time can be a friend, but time is also... Time is also something that is a great sifter. What do you mean by that, Brother Rick? Well, well, time, time and waiting has the ability to sift out. And God uses time, I think, a lot because it has the ability to sift out those who are half-hearted, those who are insincere or lazy or indifferent. And God uses time a lot to qualify us for his best blessings. Now, did you hear what I said? And that's why we, you know, I talked last week about perse 
perseverance and endurance. And, and so, you know, tonight we're dealing with this thought of patience. But while we wait, while we're waiting, our desire is tested. And that's why I said God uses time to qualify us for his best blessings. Because in that waiting period, while we're waiting for an answer, waiting for God to move, our desire is tested. Just how much do we really want the thing that we're praying about? Our commitment to the Lord is tested. Are we going to stay committed to the Lord, whether that prayer or that need is answered or not? And there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people, you know, that are just to hop in and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll want God to move for them or maybe make a promise to God that, well, if you do this for me, Lord, I'll live for you. But, uh, but, but, but there's no really commitment. Uh, a commitment is just not there. So time will test our desire. Time will test our commitment. And there's a great verse of Scripture in Isaiah 40 and 31 that most of us are familiar with. But it says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. There's a song. There's an old song and chorus that, you know, goes along with that. We used to sing. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it ended up saying, it sang that verse, and it said, Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. How many would say, teach me, Lord, to wait? Amen. Because there's something about waiting. There's something about waiting. And I know, you know, you're not, you're not shouting much tonight because I'm not giving you too much to shout about yet. But waiting is a season in our life when things are developing in our life. Waiting is a season of development. Would you, you, when you think about a baby, a baby is conceived in just a moment of time, but there's a season of waiting that follows after the conception. That is a, before that baby is born, you know, the, the full, a full-term pregnancy is, a, what, about 40 weeks? So there's a waiting period of 40 weeks until that baby is born, until the mother gives birth. You know what that is? That's a developing season. That's a time, that's a time of waiting while that that baby is being developed in that mother's womb. And you don't want to cut that waiting period or that waiting season short because if you do, you'll have a premature underdeveloped baby. So listen, God knows what he's doing when we're waiting for an answer to our prayers. Can I get an amen on that? It's wonderful when God answers in instantaneously. I've had God to answer prayer and I'm sure you have too. That has happened um, very quickly and instantaneously and we see Jesus in the New Testament doing a lot of things instantaneously but the fact is, and I think we'll all really have to admit to this and, and agree with this, that most of the time when it comes to our prayers, when it comes to us asking God for things, believing God for things, there's most always a waiting period from the time that we bring that need to the Lord until the time that the answer actually comes. How many can say amen to that? 
what that time length is. Many of us, we just don't know. <coughs> we just are not sure. But there is a time and a season of development. Now, there are seasons of delay that come in our life. And many times there are seasons of delay that are divine in nature where God, as I said, is using time as a sifter to qualify us for those blessings. But then there are times of delay also that are not divine but that are demonic that are caused by the enemy that's what we see here in Daniel chapter 10 this was a delay that was caused by a principality and a power of darkness you see the Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 12 it says that we are wrestling against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies so there is a a, um, there are powers of darkness that sometimes and the powers of the enemy and the demonic forces of hell that will try to bring Bring an interference to your answer to prayer. How many knows that? See, times, there's times when a delay is caused by the enemy and it's it, the purpose of the enemy stopping your prayers and bringing a delay to your prayers is for the purpose to derail you and discourage and to disappoint you. See, Satan uses delay. When the enemy uses delay, it's to get you into doubt and to get you into unbelief. Because, you know, while we're in that waiting period, man, that's when the enemy comes against our mind. Isn't that right? When you're waiting for that answer to come. When you're waiting for that healing or whatever you have asked the Lord for. When it, when it doesn't come right away, the enemy begins to come in and, and you know, oppress your mind. And you begin to have thoughts of why doesn't God answer your prayer? Maybe he didn't hear your prayer. Anybody ever thought those things? Is God hearing me? And I, I've had the enemy put those thoughts in my mind. Well, God's not hearing your prayer. God doesn't hear you. But if there's one thing I want you to get from this little message here tonight is this, that God hears your prayer. Do you know on Monday nights when we meet here at 630, I don't know what all is going on around the world, you know, but I can tell you one thing. There's a lot of things going on in the world that God has nothing to do with. Amen. But when a group of 25, 30 people get together on a Monday night and call upon the Lord and begin to pray, God takes time out to visit that prayer meeting, to visit that group of people, and his ears are open unto the prayers of his saints. Don't ever let the devil tell you that God doesn't hear you, because I want you to know tonight that all through this Bible, all through all through the Old Testament, through the Psalms, through the New Testament, everywhere you read, you'll find out that we are assured and promised over and over and over again that we have a good heavenly Father that does hear the prayers of the righteous and He does answer prayer for His people. He may not come when you want Him, but He'll be there right on the time. He's never late. Come on, say amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. But there are many times that believers are are defeated because of a delay in an answer to prayer. There's, There's times that we see 
in the Bible, in the, in the Word of God, in the Old Testament especially, times when delay caused problems. When Moses was delayed in, in, in Exodus chapter 32, when Moses was delayed from coming down from the mountain, what happened? The children of Israel went off the rails, didn't they? They, 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 they made them a golden calf. They took off all their clothes. They had a big uh, party and a big orgy, and they were dancing and worshiping that idol of gold because they said well what we don't know what's happened to this Moses he's taking too long up in the mountain there was a delay that caused a problem in that situation when Abraham was promised a son Abraham and Sarah promised a son and the son the coming of that promised son was delayed Abraham and Sarah what they do they got impatient, didn't they? They got impatient. They got in the flesh. And what they do? They, they decided they were going to do this themselves. God is taking too long is what they were thinking. Well, I've, we've got to make this happen ourselves Because the Lord, the Lord should have already, we should have already had this promised son. And Sarah said, I got an idea. Why don't you take my handmaiden Hagar and have a, have a, have a child through her? In other words, we'll help God out just a little bit. Do you know God doesn't need our help? Anybody here? He knows what to do. He knows how to do it. But they got in trouble. And the flesh produced an Ishmael that was born out of their impatience and was a source of grief to them and is still a source of grief today. That's where the, the, um, the Arab nations have come from that one. One moment of impatience. But you know what? Because of the mercy of God, God still moved and God gave Abraham and Sarah that promised son 25 years. Listen to me, saints. 25 years after the promise was given, the, 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 the answer came. It was 25 years. 75 years old was Abraham when God appeared to him and gave him that promise of Ishmael. And how old was he when the promise was fulfilled he was a hundred years old 25 years it may not come overnight there may be a delay but I'm here to tell you if you'll stand true to the Lord and it's in the will of God God will always bring about the promise come on amen it was Joseph when he had those dreams you know of his of, of his brothers sheaves bowing to him of the sun the moon and the stars bowing to him. Those dreams of Joseph were prophetic dreams and God was showing him through those dreams some things that were going to take place in his life. He didn't understand it all, but you know what? Those dreams and the fulfillment of them was delayed for 15 years. But can I tell you that Joseph was not denied. There came the day when the fulfillment of those dreams came that God gave to Joseph. And what I'm, what I'm, I'm trying to say you may be here tonight and you maybe have received a promise from the Lord or a prophetic word from God about something in your life but it hasn't happened yet it hasn't came yet it hasn't been manifested yet and maybe it even seems farther away and looks more impossible than it ever has before maybe you're battling a sickness that you've had for quite some time and you've 
you've been praying and you've been believing God, but it seems to be getting worse. It looks more impossible than ever. But I'm here to tell you tonight and try to encourage you just a little bit and let you know that you may be facing a delay, but a delay is not a denial. I said a delay is not a denial. Hallelujah. It may You may be in God's waiting room tonight, but if you hold on and believe God, I believe tonight that he will come through for you. That would be a good place to give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Woo! We never want to give up or give in or throw in the towel. I mean, Jesus said in uh, Luke 18 and 1 that men ought always to pray and not to faint or not to lose heart, not to cave in, not to give up. How many remember the old hymn, the old song we used to sing? And we, we do sing it here on Wednesday nights every once in a while. I would not be denied. Amen. Amen. Until Jesus came and made me whole, I would not be denied. Well, I love that old song because it's a song that talks about waiting. And it talks about, you know, even though the answer doesn't come right away, I would not. This was a person with faith that would not be denied. It doesn't say I would not be delayed, but it says I would not be denied. Amen. So there are different reasons for delay. When delay comes, and I don't know what all of them could be. It could be uh, delay sometimes comes in our life and answers to prayers or good things happening. Sometimes because we make the wrong choices. I know, I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. But sometimes we do make the wrong choices or we make wrong decisions or we take a wrong path. And so our, our blessing or our answers delayed. It could be that God is just working something in us. As I said a while ago, he's, he's putting us in the waiting room to test our desire and our faith. Or it could be that the devil's trying to give, get you to give up and to turn off the switch of faith but whatever you do you've got to stay in faith tonight amen I mean you know we've all been there ladies and gentlemen when we've prayed and the heavens seemed like brass and it looked like it felt like that our prayers what I've heard even people say it I don't feel like my prayers getting any higher than the ceiling well believe me they are we found out in the book of Revelation we're studying that that there's incense coming up before the throne of God that are the prayers of his saints. Yes, your prayers are getting higher than the roof or higher than the ceiling. And even though the heavens may seem to be brass, I want you to know, hallelujah, God is still getting your prayers. He's hearing them. It may look like nothing has changed in your situation and the enemy says, God's not hearing you. God's not answering you. You've made your requests. You've knocked on the door but nobody's answering there's not been a reply but come on somebody there is still an answer that is going to come I believe that tonight can you say amen amen you may be praying for that prodigal son or daughter that prodigal child you know to come home and the more you pray the more you pray for them you ever you ever prayed for those for those lost loved ones and family members, seem like they get meaner, seem like they get worse, seem like they get farther away from God. 
Amen. And the devil, what's the devil say? Well, you just will give up. There's no use. There's no, no, no use. Well, listen, listen. God is, here's what God's saying to you. And this is, what, this is what happens in that delay. And this was what was happening in Daniel's situation. He was praying for 21 days. Abraham waited for 25 years. But Daniel was in a place of delay for 21 days. But when the angel came... With the answer, he said to Daniel, I heard you, or God heard you the first time. He said, from the very first day, the very first day, did you hear what I said? That was what the angel said to Daniel. From the very first day that you set yourself to humble yourself and to seek the Lord and to pray, from that first prayer, your words were heard, and he said, I have come for your words. So God God is saying this to Daniel, and God is saying this to you. I heard you the first time. You may be in a waiting period, but God says the first time you opened your mouth, the first time you made that request, He heard you. He's not ignoring you. The answer very possibly has been released from the throne of God the moment you prayed, but there it has been some satanic resistance satanic resistance to uh, some demonic interference Satan so to speak trying to jam the radar and stop the answer from coming through and that's what he what was happening here in Daniel's life amen there was a principality a power of darkness that was that was that was hindering the angel from coming through with the answer now there has been some satanic resistance i know in in prayers that i've prayed and i know you have experienced the same thing but can I tell you, I believe from this passage of Scripture that the Lord is saying to us that that deliverance, that answer, that miracle, whatever you are believing God for is on the way. So don't stop believing God. Don't give up. Don't give up. The answer is on the way. God heard you the first time. Anybody here ever order anything from Amazon? I think they, they think I'm one of their family members. They're at my house so much. Amazon is. But, you know, uh, order, ordering stuff from Amazon. Or, you know, I, I buy a lot of Bibles, some premium Bibles, and I order them as well from uh, different companies. But when you order something from Amazon or somewhere, you place your order. You put your order in. And then you'll get a text or an email or a message of some, time, of some kind that says that the order, your order has been received and we are processing your order. Amen. I could go off in a little thing. I, I, I dealt with a situation with a company ordering some, um, uh, some meat 
thermometers for Christmas, but I won't take time to go into that. But but they never, I mean, it went on and on and on. And and the email always said every time I'd check on it that they were it was still waiting to ship. It never had shipped. It never had shipped. But you'll get a text or an email from Amazon or many other companies to say your your order's been received and we're processing your order. We're getting everything ready that you'll get a message when it's been shipped. And then, lo and behold, man, you get that email that says, your item has been shipped, and it's on the way. Woo, hallelujah. That's when you get excited. Oh, hey, I, you know, I ordered something, you know, Vicky wanted from Amazon. I say, hey, your whatever is on the way. It's been shipped. It's on the way. But then the most exciting text is the one or the email that you get, hallelujah, from FedEx or, or, or uh, you know, from uh, UPS or whatever, uh, or from the United Postal Service, whatever the case, but you'll get that message that says your item is out for delivery. Oh, that's when you start getting excited, amen. It's on the truck, and it's in town. I'm just waiting for that FedEx truck to get here or that UPS, or you're watching the mailbox. Anybody, uh, you know, I'm just talking about what I do. I don't know if anybody else knows anything about this or not, but, man, it's out for delivery. I've ordered it. It's been received. It's been shipped, and that item is out for delivery. And when that takes place, you you're waiting in anticipation. You can't wait till it gets there. You know that it's there and you're about ready to get it. See, that's the way that it is with answered prayer. Amen. When you put in your request, your petition, God hears it. He processes it. He sends it out. He ships it out. And praise God, you hadn't seen it yet, but you know from the promise of God that the, that the answer is out for delivery. What you've got to do is just remain expectant. Remain in faith. Maybe the trucks broke down somewhere between Cape and Farmington and it's being delayed a little bit. But you've already got the word that it's out for delivery. It's on the truck. It's headed to your address. It's going to be on your front porch very soon. Why can't we have that same attitude of faith when it comes to believing God for answers to prayer that he we know that he's heard us we know that he's answered us we know that what we've asked has been according to his will there may be a hindrance there may be some resistance from the enemy but I'm telling you that's why you stay in faith and you keep on praying and you keep on believing cause praise God that, that answer is on the way and there is not a devil in hell that can stop the answer from coming through. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got to quit. I'm wore out. Y'all preached me too hard this morning. Praise God. So keep praying. Keep praising. Keep believing don't, whatever you do, don't forfeit your blessing or your answer. Amen? Whoo, man, I tell you, when, uh, when, when, when the ruler, Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, had a little 12-year-old daughter, 
at the point of death. She's about to die. Jesus comes into town, and Jairus runs out there, and he says, uh, Lord, you've got to come and heal my little girl. She's at the point of death. And Jesus, going with him, said, okay. On the way, on the way to Jairus' house, urgent situation, Jesus gets delayed. It wasn't delayed by a, by a demon or anything like that, but he was delayed because a woman with an issue of blood pressed through the crowd, touched the hem of his garment because she needed healing. And Jesus stopped and said, you know the story, who touched my clothes? And he took time. Jesus took time to minister to that lady and uh, said, you know, who touched me? He stopped. He's not going any worse until he finds out. And, and she comes and confesses all the truth. And he says, go your way, your face made you whole. And so Jairus is standing there all this time. I'm sure he's thinking, come on, Jesus. I'm still here. You forgot, even forgot about me. Okay, she's done now. Come on, get to my house. It's, it's emergency. And while they're there, while they're there, before Jesus got to the house, some of the people from Jairus' house come out there, and they said, don't trouble the master anymore. It's too late. Your daughter has died. And, you know, I don't know. What Jairus thought about saying, but whatever it was, the Lord spoke immediately to Jairus. There's one translation that says that Jesus paid no attention to what they said and then spoke in, uh, directly to Jairus. I preached a message some years ago on the art of not paying attention. There's some things you don't need to pay any attention to. Amen. And doubt and unbelief is one of them. But Jesus turned immediately to Jairus when the bad news came. And he said to him, do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. See, Jesus encouraged him. There's been a delay. It seems it's too late. But Jesus encouraged him and said, don't stop believing. You keep believing in me. And they went. You know the story. They got to the house and the miracle was performed. Amen. But see, here's the point. Jesus was keeping, trying to keep Jairus in faith. So we cannot allow discouragement or disappointment to take us out of position for the miracle. Jairus, even in the face of the worst circumstance, had to keep believing the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that he has heard you the first time. I believe that he's on his way to your house. That's what the angel told Daniel. Amen. In the New Living Translation, here's what, here's what it says, what that angel said to Daniel in verse 12 of Daniel 10. He says, Since the first day you began to pray, your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come in answer to your prayer. The King James in the New King James says... The angel said, I have come because of your words. That's interesting to me because he's saying, I heard your words the first day you prayed. And your words kept me moving through the demonic resistance. Your prayers, your words have activated the heavenly messengers, the angels of God, to bring that answer to that prayer. So what am I trying to say? Be like Daniel and don't stop. 
Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop standing on the word of God because he came for Daniel's words and he's coming for your words. The answer will come as you continue to pray in faith and believe the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep the faith switch on and the battle will be turning to your favor. Let me, I'm about done. I need to quit. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 12 said, Hope deferred, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I know that to be true. When you're hoping for something and it's delayed or deferred and it doesn't happen, your heart becomes troubled. But, he said, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Your hope may, have, may get deferred for a while. But... You're getting ready to eat of the tree of life. That's what he's saying. The fruit of your prayers. The answer is coming. Your package is out for delivery. Can I get an amen? So stay in the position of prayer. Stay in the position of faith. Stay in the position of praise. Stay in the position of thanksgiving. And God will answer your prayer. Let me read you a couple of scriptures and then we'll close. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said this, and this is the King James. He said, "Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. What things soever you desire when you pray. What's the next word? Believe, believe, believe. What? Believe that you receive them." And you shall have them. You don't have them yet, but you got to believe when you pray that you have them, that they've been granted to you. And that's what the Amplified translation says. The Amplified says this, I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted you, and you will get it. Oh, hallelujah. Believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted you. Yeah, but Brother Rick, I haven't seen it yet. But you got to believe that it's left the warehouse. Amen. It may not be right on the truck for delivery, but it's been processed and it's been shipped. And that's what he's saying. Believe that it's been granted. Believe that the Lord has answered it. And if you believe that God has answered it, I'll tell you, he'll give you that confidence and that assurance in your heart. He said, if you will believe that, you'll get it. The answer will come. Don't stop believing. 1 John chapter 5 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, in Christ, that if we ask anything according... Here's the kicker. If we ask anything according to His 
will, he hears us. So in order for him to hear our prayer, in order for us to get an answer, we have to be praying in line with his will. Do you agree with that? Is that right? Well, how are you and I going to know the will of God if what we're asking for is his will? I believe the main way to know is from the, 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 from the Bible because this is his will. This is what he's given us to show us his will. When you're praying for that Loved one, that child, that prodigal to be saved. Is it the will of God for those family members to be saved? Absolutely. We know that beyond the shadow of a doubt. So we can pray in confidence because we know we're asking according to his will. Why do we know that? Because the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So he's heard that prayer. Am I, am I, am I getting through here all right? Amen. So this is that confidence. If we ask anything according to his will, is it his will to supply your needs? Is it his will for you to have food on your table and clothes to wear and a good place to live? Huh? Is that his will? It's not his will for us to go uh, around. What was it David said? I've been young, now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed begging bread. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hallelujah. He wants to supply your needs. He wants to bless you and whatever you have need of in your life. So when you're asking for your needs to be met, praise God, that's according to His will. And so we know that we have confidence then that he's hearing our prayer. Praise God. And listen to what he says. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And verse 15 says this, and if we know, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. What a promise, ladies and gentlemen. What a promise. What a confidence. What an assurance that we have the answers to our prayers. See, I don't know about, I don't know all the answers. I don't know. I don't have an answer for every situation. And I don't know all the answers regarding delay and answered prayer. But I do know that desire is a powerful thing. And I do know that if it's something we really want, and I do know that if, it's, if we're passionate about it, and if it's in the will of God, that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or a righteous woman hallelujah makes tremendous power available and it avails much with God what am I saying tonight be like Daniel if it takes a week if it takes three weeks if it takes six months if it takes five years if it takes 30 years 40 years if you know you've got that promise and it's the will of God don't give up the answers on the way he heard you from the first day he heard you the first time and he will bring the answer to pass can I get an amen give him praise just keep on praying and believing God is never late but he's rarely ever early amen praise God but he's always, even when he's late, worship team, you can come on back. Even when he's four days late, he's still on time. Just ask Lazarus 
Huh? Was there a delay there in that situation? Lazarus is sick. He loves Jesus. Jesus loves him. Mary and Martha think, no big deal. We'll get word to Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. So they sent word to Jesus. He whom thou lovest is sick. Jesus, be here any day, any moment. Everything's going to be all right. But Jesus stayed where he was for four days. Lazarus died. Mary and Martha don't understand. Anybody have things happen you don't understand? But Jesus showed up finally at Bethany. Was it Martha? I think came running out first. What was the first thing she said? If you'd have been here, it's all your fault, Jesus. <laughs> it's all your fault, Jesus. If you'd have been here, our brother would not have died. But you know what she went on to say? But even now, man, I'm telling you, that just goes all over me every time I read that, every time I say that. She said, Jesus, you should have been here. And if you'd have been here, you could have healed Lazarus. He wouldn't have died. But then she says, but even now, when everything looks hopeless, she said, even now, I know that whatever you ask the Father, the Father will give it to you. Glory to God. Her faith was still active, see. And, you know, Jesus said, your brother will rise again. He said, if you believe, Martha, you will see the glory of God. Don't stop believing. Even when it looks like God is too late. Even when it looks like the situation is dire. Know this. Hallelujah. He heard you the first time. Jesus got the message the first day they sent it. He didn't come right away. But he heard the first time. Amen. And he did show up right on time. 